Are you with Julian on the brown note in sunshine at home for once? So it might not actually be quite so dark. And a review of the Arcade Fire's album Wii. Uh, the Arcade Fire, uh, Canadian indie royalty, who arrived on the scene around 2003 and 4 with, I'll call it probably my favourite album of the century, Funeral, which um, became one of the first albums to travel the globe on the back of internet worship. And through streaming services, um, streaming services. Is LimeWire a streaming service? I'm not sure it is. I'm not sure it qualifies, but... They got picked up because of how good the um, album was, and they brought something to the table which um, Black Country New Road did uh, in an album I raved about earlier this year, which was an incredible sense of emotion, emotional satisfaction in music, uh, which now we're in an era of um, very arty, angular music, um, and that whole sort of, I guess the lineage would be Joshua Tree era, uh, U2, um, The Benz era, Radiohead, and then Arcade Fire Funeral was this actually Coldplay, I think, as well, at their best. Um, and it became, it's, it's, it, it's almost an embarrassing thing to be for alternative rock, is emotionally satisfying and soaring. Um, but Funeral was a masterpiece, uh, very inventive uh, musically. And obviously the parallels with um, Ants From Up There, um, the uh, Black Country New Road album, where there's these incredibly complex arrangements that often burst into flames through these unexpected codas. Um, and yeah, just a, a flat-out masterpiece that they nailed with one of the great three-album runs in any music history. Uh, the proto-Springsteen, <coughs> a long, long time before the war on drugs decided to make 80s Springsteen or even widescreen 80s rock trendy again. Uh, Neon Bible was doing that and then um, actually my I preferred the third even above the excellent Neon Bible which was um, The Suburbs and after that they spent the last decade struggling a bit with their legacy. Reflector was a, a tremendous song but as an album, I never went back to it much. It didn't really hang together. I mean, it's, a lot of the songs were impressive when you were in them. But I felt it was a bit of a fail of an album. Um, and then uh, their last album, which was <clears throat> Everything Now, got panned. So we're going back 12 years now since the Arcade Fire were considered at their best. And uh, it's a husband and wife duo, Regine Chassange and Wynne Butler. Um, who are Canadian, well, she's, I think, of Haitian background. Um, and he's Canadian, and they now are very much ensconced in New Orleans. Um, have come back with their sixth studio album, We. And the onus here is not doing, you know, going into these wild electronic experimentation to sort of reject their more guitar-driven past, but to try and hark back to that, era of funeral um so it's how successful have they been well on the opening very successful in a way age of anxiety one and um the tracks here are one and two so there's four with parts one and two on this album and only one true standalone song which sometimes means the songs are um two parts of the same whole but other times they're 
don't seem to have any relationship together. But the idea of us being in this anxious world, uh, in a post-COVID world, is uh, forefront of, of the album. <laughs> the, the Age of Anxiety one, I thought was the standout of the first half, is um, has a very interesting lineage, as far as I'm concerned, which is Coldplay's um, Viva La Vida, which is... Um, it's got this sort of weightlessness. Now, I'm not a fan of Coldplay, but at their best, like they were there, those tracks are very good. Uh, and that particular song, uh, Viva La Vida, I think it was. Um, but it's just built around nothing. It seems to float on this sort of piano all the way through. And um, th this one does too. I thought it was really good. Melod melodically, they've spent a lot of time shaping their melodies on this album. And um, it's very emotionally satisfying. Great track, great way to start, and not actually harking back to Funeral much. Um, but the second Anxiety 2, I thought was probably the worst track on the album. Occasionally, uh, Wim Butler's overreaching lyrics are problems. That whole rabbit hole, plastic soul, virtually all the lyrics on that song are pretty bad. The filter disco music's much more interesting than the vocals. None of the vocal passages really worked on that. Um, the music in the background, um, the electronica music, sort of reminded me a little bit of, if not chromatics, but DFA era, which was that sort of first five years of the century where they turned in a lot of um, indie-centric disco music. And um, it's got the worst lyrics on the album. Um, sadly, and um, End of an Empire as well, um, it was, it's better. Um, both 1 and 2, End of an Empire, have um, seem to be made of the same song. Um, and some interesting influences here. Father John Misty a little bit. Funeral themselves a tiny bit at the start, but the big standout uh, influence here for me was Lana Del Rey's NFR album, which is one of the greatest albums this century. Even the song The Greatest um, came up at times. Um, and I thought it was um, very melodic and almost, you know, the glam bits harking back to Ziggy Stardust sort of a bit. Um, and I, I thought some of the lyrics on here are a little bit more personal and a little bit more affecting, how, talking about how he never used to drink or get high and obviously the weight of modern life has, has pushed him into this area. I thought it was a fine track. Um, I thought the, the following... End of an Empire 4, because uh, the first one's End of an Empire 1 to 3, was just inconsequential. It's just like a coda almost. And the lyrics again are really bad, that sort of Hello Fellow Kids style. But um, Wim the singing on this album is actually really strong. Uh, he uses his voice in a number of ways, and there's some lovely falsetto singing on this. He's not a singer that has always been praised for his voice, more his emotion, um, but really good singing on that track, but not... So far, the best album, uh, not the album I was hoping for. On the flip side, from here on out to the end of the album is all of the best material on the album. Um, I don't know whether they should have split these songs because I'm wondering, like, the Lightning 1 and Lightning 2 put together as one song um, really harks back to Funeral where they've got, you know, you've got the opening few minutes of a song that bursts into this incandescent disco song for the remaining few minutes, um, which was one of the high points of the second half of Funeral, the songs that did that. Um, it is magnificent. Um, it is one of the best songs this year. 
It's so good. It's definitely, it reminded me a little bit in the first half, which is a lot more stately of um, kind of where the war and drugs were with that I don't live here anymore. Um, in that sort of Springsteen, but very sort of spacious widescreen, maybe even John Cougar Mellencamp from the 80s. And then it fires into uh, The Lightning 2, which is the most impassioned and up-tempo track on the album. And definitely one of their all-time best songs. Um, it's absolutely fabulous. So whether you include the first half and the second half together, which is still magnificent, or just this tiny fragment at the end, um, it is so good. It's got this amazing hook, which is a percussive one that's just like bam, 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 bam. And it's got all these sort of flourishes that spill off of it with the keyboards and everything. Really impassioned vocal on that one. Really nagging lyrics. A day, a week, a month, a year. Um, it's very hooky. It's the best Arcade Fire song since the suburbs. In fact, both parts of it are the best Arcade Fire song since the suburbs. And it would have been one of the highlights of that album. Magnificent stuff. And Unconditional 1 and 2. Unconditional 1, a song to his son, I guess could easily in the hands of a lyricist of the skill of Wim Butler being a mawkish mess but it isn't it's actually really affecting um it's got this sort of jaunty strum that reminds me a bit of um Haiti a palate cleanser off a funeral which had this um Rene's lead vocal and just a gentle lilting sort of almost surfy song um and it's great and it really builds up as well and it's got a great, and even though the the, um, the verses are really strong, it drops into this very, very strong chorus as well. Definitely another great track in a row. Uh, Unconditional 2 is, is another weird one where they've, you know, the song has nothing to do with the first half, but it is also great. It's the one time they sort of go into that full glitterable disco synth stomp uh, that they've done many times and um, featuring uh, vocals from Peter Gabriel. Uh, another great track. Um, they're really on fire by this stage. Why wasn't it an EP, maybe? Um, bit of a Tears for Fears vibe about it at times as well, particularly with Gabriel's sort of skyscraping vocal performance in the background. And the title track ends it on this just really gorgeous um, acoustic lament. All these tracks, The Lightning is only three minutes long, The Lightning two, two and a half minutes long. Um, unconditional are a bit longer, but I kind of feel like the, the, that run of tracks, they, nothing is over-egged. Not like, you know, why is Age of Anxiety 2 nearly seven minutes long? It doesn't need to be. Um, but um, we, another sub-four minute song, and, I, and it's a really gorgeous one. I like the um, When Everything Ends, Can We Start Again, which rides up and then just cuts out. Uh, it's a balm, uh, almost late period, post-tunnel of Love Springsteen. So overall, it's a game of two halves here. I thought that um, Age of Anxiety 2, Empire 1, uh, one to 4, and um, those all happened in a row. And I thought they were the perhaps weaker tracks on the album. Maybe the end of Empire, the first one, is not is actually pretty decent. Um, but I thought Age of Anxiety 1, The Lightning 1 and 2, Unconditional 1 and 2, and we were all fantastic. Hence me saying about an EP uh, would be really good. So overall, it's um, it's half and half. It's um, if you're an Arcade Fire fan, you're going to pick up four or five great new Arcade Fire songs. If you're logging in to find out why people raved about the suburbs or funeral or neon Bible, 
you probably won't understand any more from this, but after the complete failure of their last album and the lack of direction on the Reflector era, where they just seemed to be trying to make music that was nothing like anything they'd done, um, they do seem to be moving back into having some sort of purpose to what they're doing. And I definitely liked a lot of this album. Um, so I'm going to give Arcade Fire's Fire's Funeral, Arcade Fire's Wii, I am going to give a very solid 7 out of 10. Um, it would have been higher had they you know, cut out three of the tracks.